0: Welcome back, Seahawks fans! To another episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast, I'm your host Nathan Santo, joined as always by the James Packton. to my Ryan Hanniger. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing?
1: Uh, I'm feeling tall and left-handed.
0: Yeah, and, and Canadian, right? Extra Canadian, and our I very own. Feel very pleasant. And our very I want own maple syrup. Robinson Cano. It's Eric Groniewicz. Eric, how are the performance-enhancing drugs feeling in your body, coursing through your veins? I sorry, all my fans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's it i both
0: hate and love that joke so much uh so My direct quote man it is what he said yes um it's, the team just keeps winning despite the fact that he's although they're losing right now as we record jinxed uh, they just lost actually the game just ended uh, hey you know what this this uh blame this you. this road trip was gonna be rough no matter what the, <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, the Mariners are so good." I'm like, "Guys, the Houston already played all the hard teams, and we haven't played any of them yet. Like all the AL teams with good records, yeah, we haven't played any of them yet." So I always knew, like, I mean, we're they so good
1: f- records until they play us. We're
0: so far ahead in the in the wild card, it's not going to end up mattering. Like I feel like we have a nice nine game lead or so, and it's just we're, we should, should be able to get second wild card. But should, since the
1: season is but, yeah like seven years long in baseball. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of time for something to happen. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of time for things to go wrong I'm still, a seasoned guys.
2: Mariners fan. I am hanging on until September 20th to baseball does not exist. All right. <laughs> nice. I
0: like it. Uh, so uh, Seahawks news this week was uh, few and far between, but I got a couple doozies for you. First, John Ryan says, I love being the underdog. I'm going to make you regret drafting a punter in the fifth round. Eric, how does that make you feel? I love it. That's what I want to hear
2: from John Ryan. That guy's uh, the
0: real deal. He's he's the real dope. We
2: love him on this show. And I think the actual quote was, I'm going to make them look dumb. Yes. Yep. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm pulling for the best possible winner. I'm also pulling for the fifth round punter because I want to get younger at that position. I want to get cheaper at that position. But, hey, I still love John Ryan. So, yeah, make him look dumb. I'm in. All right. Kevin?
1: I was supposed to say my career is over. <laughs> I mean, yeah. good for him, man. Like, uh, you know, have a pair, sound off, and uh, when you probably end up losing out the job because the team wants to get cheaper at that position, uh, you know, uh, go find another team that wants you because you can still do the job, or maybe we can trade them for like a seventh round pick or yeah. something. I mean, people have traded great financial wise. People
0: have traded punters in the past for draft picks. It's happened before. Uh, I could see it happening for like a seventh rounder, like Kevin said. Uh, it's it's more likely that. He had two choices here. He be could be cap savings. There, he that'd could be great. He could try to talk his way out of town, and be like, "I want to leave. I don't want to compete for this job. I just want to," which is kind Bring of
1: a, Eric Burns and cycle his way out of town. Kind of, kind of the
0: coward's way out. If I'm being honest, or he could, he could like really try to win the job. And I'm glad he picked this one. It showed that he he was one of the players that still belonged on this team. The guy's a ninja warrior. Of course, he's gonna compete. All right, and then uh, the other big news story this week: uh, Russell Wilson was uh, NFL players voted him 11th best player in the NFL. Uh, NFL top Ten 100. Spots too low. Uh, I would say that if I'm ranking all the players uh, regardless of position, and I'm not overvaluing quarterbacks because obviously, you know, the first 15 most valuable players in the NFL are all quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I I can get kind of jive with this. The guys who are left ahead of him bug bug me a little bit more than, than the actual number 11 ranking thing. Like I know Carson Wentz is coming in this top 10 and that just bugs me so much. But uh,
1: most of a really good season, mate.
0: Yeah, you made most of one kind of good season and uh, Russell Wilson drug a mediocre team to a 9 and 7 record and really they should have been 11 and 5. Thanks Blair Walsh. Uh yeah. yeah. So that's my opinion on that. Uh, any other Seahawks news you guys want to talk about? I think uh, Blank is looking really good this year. Blank yeah. is really trying.
1: What I notice is that everyone is in the best shape of their lives. Yes. All the young players are really learning the playbook. And everyone who has an injury is either doing better, worse, or the same.
2: So-and-so really blew me away this week in practice.
1: Yeah, they did a great job running with the uh, third-team Gunners <laughs> in punt coverage.
0: All right, so uh, let's go to NFL news. <laughs> Terrell Owens ran a four four three hand time forty. If you got break down the video, it's actually like a four six. Still pretty fast for I'd a say forty. His
1: mom was really really trying to click that button.
0: Forty four year old man running a four six is pretty nice, but it's on a track, not a football field. Uh, it's a little different. Only one team has given him an offer so far: the Edmonton Eskimos. Would you watch an Edmonton Eskimos game if Terrell Owens played, Eric? Uh, is that an NFL expansion team? No, it's it's a it's a CFL I know it's a, a
2: CFL team. No, I'm not watching the CFL. Uh, not even. Not even the Calgary Stampede or the uh,
1: Saskatchewan m- Rough Riders.
2: The Saskatchewan Roughriders. The I'm pretty sure they're the Stampeders, honors. Eric, it, uh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's even that's even dumber. So double no.
1: I'm opposite end of this. I'd watch the CFL anyway. So, I mean, throw T.O. in yeah, there. Football is,
0: football is football, man. I want to see
1: Johnny Manziel if, throwing to Terrell Owens. I don't like the CFL
2: dumb. because the rules are just different enough that when it happens, I'm like,
1: whoa, 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 you can't do that.
2: Oh, it's the CFL. Yeah, I, it's. There, it, <laughs> I like
0: the guy, when how they hike the ball with the with the nice,
1: like, uh, shoulder exercise. You know, yeah,
2: I, I noticed that last something. year, and I was like, what is going on?
1: I really hope that when they're down, they're doing it, they're like, All right, uh... The bird Jesus Only Christ. the bird team they don't have, Kevin. Hey, there's one day of school left. I am hanging on by a razor's edge.
0: Uh, Browns signed a uh, former number two pick, Greg Robinson. Uh, so that's two separate things. Alligator uh, blood.
1: Pick. Oh, that sounds good. Greg Robinson. Ooh,
0: Yeah, this guy, the NFL just can't get rid of this guy. It's like a I can't quit you thing. If Jokel gets signed, I mean... it's like it just, offensive line herpes. If Jokel <laughs> gets signed, it just proves that like if you were picked in the top five, you get a lot of... Uh, Extra chances. Well, you're
2: leaving part of that out, Nathan, is offensive line. I mean, people are so hungry for it. Kevin just made the joke about Luke Jokel. I'm I'm like, come on, someone give this guy a chance. He's not the
0: worst. He's just real close to it. Jokel's
1: actually had functional NFL seasons. Point to one for Robinson.
0: Good point. Okay, uh, a couple more uh, stories I thought were interesting this week. Uh, Steve Sarkisian is on the hot seat if the Falcons' offense struggles. He should be. I, I, he should have already been fired. Like that offense was terrible. He was the problem. Like last year, it's so crazy.
1: All right, this could be a really shitty thing to say, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, Lee Sarkisian could blame his play calling on being drunk before. Now, what's his excuse? Yeah. There's I thought it was play a
2: really bold choice to hire Steve Sarcasian as the uh, as the OC I thought was especially really... what he was coming off of like the struggles. I think I thought a... it was very brave, very bold and it may not
0: pan out. It
1: was a bold choice when walking into the frozen yogurt bar with all those flavors to choose vanilla with no toppings.
0: Okay, uh... Bold choice. Broncos hired uh, Demarcus Ware as a pass rushing consultant. I think that's a cool job for a legit legend. I just wanted to make sure to mention it before I mentioned that Nathan Peterman
1: <laughs> <laughs> is the uh, reason for our drop in our a, Bills projection.
0: Has a real chance to win the Bills quarterback job, and I'm going to tell you what my first reaction to this was. I opened up the page that we that we use to track our win loss records for NFL teams, and I took away all the wins from the Bills. I said, if this is something that they're really considering. I believe the Bills will have zero wins now. Uh, Eric, you said that was insanity. Why, why do you say that? I just think the Bills have better
2: players. They're not the Browns. They're not a... You know, this is a team coming off some wins last year.
0: and yeah, if, They made the playoffs.
1: Yes. I'm and saying that... They traded that away all their offensive talent.
2: They also have LaShawn McCoy. But they also games don't have Sammy Watkins anymore.
1: Or an offensive line. Uh,
0: I don't know. I feel like... Four wins is, is just fine for this team. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys a scenario. You ready? Your team is up by three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Your starting quarterback gets hurt in the third quarter. You need one quarterback to come in, not fuck it up, make sure you don't lose the game. And the only two choices you have are Nathan Peterman and Christian Hackenberg. Who would you put in the game?
1: I'd run the Wildcat.
0: Yeah, that some people said that and I and I think that's a cop out. This I don't is, care. No, this is You're a, giving me just that choice. This is a perfect segue into something that uh John
2: Gruden said this week. My big news he gave props to Christian Hackenberg, so uh, that's After enough. After cutting him, yeah, that's that's oh enough for me. That's enough for me to say Christian Hackenberg
0: and also make fun of John Gruden. He's a win-win.
1: 1998 backup quarterback.
0: <laughs> here's the thing for me, guys: is that like, I, I mean, it's impossible to lose anyway, right? I couldn't imagine a team managing to lose a game when they're down three touchdowns in the third. Like, if you're up 28 to three with two minutes left in the third quarter, how do you even lose the game? I mean, that just doesn't seem possible. So ask the Houston Oilers. <laughs>
1: that's, that's rough. <laughs> every Atlanta just Falcons dig. every
0: Atlanta Falcons fan that listens to this podcast for some reason just, like, turned it off. They just, like, <laughs> someone just drove their car off the road. Um, um, I'm going to look up how many people from Atlanta listened to our podcast last week and, ap- and apologize to
1: them individually. In person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh,
0: that's that's it for that. Do you guys uh, have anything
1: else you wanted to cover from VL, uh, NFL? I have one that's kind of cool, and it's because I think growing up as a fan of Seattle sports, we didn't have a lot of people that were – top tier at their position in a lot of different sports um denny green is uh looking at getting into the uh vikings ring of honor next season and i think that's really cool he's not a guy who will go down as a legendary nfl coach but he is a guy who is very influential his coaching tree is very solid and he's a guy who made a big impact on the game so i just think that that's really cool that even though you know he isn't going out as one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time, and he's remembered in a lot of ways as a bit of a meme. He was a really good person and a really good coach, and it's cool to see a franchise honor him.
2: I don't think it's a knock on him when I say this. That Minnesota team that he coached, that was real close.
0: That offense, real that, close to being a great, was fun. great
2: team.
1: Oh man, with with a resurgent Randall Cunningham.
0: I mean, he he was who we thought he was. Um, hello. No, wait, that's a that I mixed quotes there. Dennis, yeah. That was disrespectful. Uh Dennis Green rest rest <laughs> in peace. I apologize. Uh okay. Uh let's let's go to our uh, our our thing for the week this week. Uh thing for the, Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: that's right. We are on our preview of the AFC North, North. Division. Thanks thanks Kevin
0: for uh, for taking over there while I had um Thanks Chris Berman.
1: Hey, between the two of us, we'll have most of a brain for this.
0: Alright, so we're gonna start out we're gonna go into the AFC North. The AFC North is headlined by the Steelers. Last season the Steelers went thirteen and three. They had a John Bostic, Nat Burry, Joseph Cheek. That's it. They only had three free agent acquisitions. Uh, they dropped Mike Mitchell, Robert Golden, Chris Hubbard, William Gay, and Martavis Bryant, or as I like to call it, dead weight. And then they drafted James Washington, Terrell Edmonds, and Mason. Rudolph. Hey, Martavis
1: Bryant runs a really fast fly route, don't forget.
0: Eric. Yeah. How do you feel about the the Pittsburgh Steelers?
2: Um, I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that are going to be good no matter what, because they have Mike Tomlin. They still have Le'Veon Bell. They got Steven Ridley. <laughs> they, did get, they have some good backups. Honestly, they they have some good insurance. They have Roethlisberger. They've still got a, a great, great player by the name of uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, this team's gonna be fine.
0: And that Juju Smith Schuster pick really worked out. They ain't know how to scout wide. receivers. I was receivers. gonna say Juju Smith Schuster was a guy that was like, oh, this guy could fit into the office, uh, into the offense in a couple years. I'm, no, he's in. I'm fairly certain, like James Washington is going to be a beast just because they, I, I, I think they know what they're doing when they scout wide receivers. I trust their scouting department.
1: I really like James Washington going into the draft. He was one of my top. I think three wide receivers going in. Does it
0: feel validating when, like, the best wide receiver team yes. picks him? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's like when New England picks somebody and you're like, stupid, good scouting by me. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, it's cool that they got um, James Washington's, like, college quarterback to Mason Rudolph to, like, you know, learn for a couple years under Ben and then take over. Yeah. I think that's a good fit.
1: Uh, I think another thing not to forget is Jalen Samuels can give you some snaps at running back, too. He's a guy who played, like, a H H-back kind of position in college he was a just kind of played playmaker and so he's a guy who could give you some carries in the backfield um him and james Conner are both really big backs yeah i was gonna say
0: Jalen samuel samuels people think that he might be used kind of the same way they used to use um that other really huge guy right uh what's that guy's name Come on, they used to have Jerome like a really Bettis? fat running back. Yeah, there you go, Jerome Bettis. Like <laughs> okay, a, yeah, like as a playmaking like big back who can also bruise at the goal line pretty good. Why do they call him the bus? Because he's afraid to fly. So here's my thing about the Steelers. You guys ready for this? You know that you know that gif That's John from Breaking Bad or that scene from Breaking Bad where he's just like he just can't keep getting away with it, right? Yep. Yes. I just feel that way about Ben Roethlisberger. It's at some point it's going to fall apart. He's had a bunch of dingy injuries the last three years. He's missed five games, and he missed two
1: games, and he That's missed one thing. game. That's
0: the thing. He falls apart, um, but then he recovers. But then, yeah, he ends up throwing for almost 4,000 yards. And- really, a Tier
1: 2 quarterback.
0: The, uh, the, thing, the thing for me is that the last few seasons, his interception percentage has gone way up. His touchdown percentage has stayed pretty stable. If the touchdown percentage drops at all, if he starts throwing less touchdowns, and we're, he's in big trouble. He will not be good anymore. Antonio Brown can carry him to maybe one more good season, but I don't see them being 13-3 again. I see a little bit of a drop-off. I have the Steelers at 11-5. Kevin?
1: Uh, I really like James Washington. Their wide receiver core is really, really good. Uh, Washington, Brown, and Smith-Schuster is weapons. For sure, uh, I do think that if Le'Veon Bell either comes at the last minute or comes in late, they are going to have a little bit of a struggle. Um, however, when you look at the very beginning of their season, yes, uh, yes, you'll notice that you know it doesn't give you as much cause for concern as you may think, and I'm. Stalling as I pull it up real quick. Yeah, I have them. Uh,
0: I have them eight and one in the first nine games. Yeah,
1: which I mean I wanted to penalize them a little bit for uh missing their best offensive weapon, but it's like it's the worst case. Cleveland, se- Kansas City, Tampa Bay, uh Baltimore at home, Atlanta at home, Cincinnati on the road in a bye. I think worst case scenario, they're three and three. After six weeks,
0: yeah, I was gonna say the f- the first nine games, I could see like six and three, maybe five and four, as like the nightmare. But he, but that, but that's the nightmare. the The reality is is that their their strength of schedule is pretty pretty weak. And I think this is a especially a weak, for
1: a first place strength of schedule.
0: This is a weak division. The teams that won the other divisions, Jaguars. I don't like the Jaguars very much. Really. Uh, the- <laughs> Uh, Patriots, I like, but the, the Steelers always play the Patriots really good, and then the Chiefs, I feel like, took a big step back, in, especially in terms of quarterback play. Yeah, I'm a so, little
1: more down on the West than you too.
0: So the first, the first place schedule, I don't, I'm not crazy about. And I mean, yeah, these, I like these, the AFC West teams, and that's the better day, But I hate the Raiders. So, so, yeah. I mean, it kind of bounces in Kansas down City. A little bit. Yeah, well, I'm i not, at, I'm not crazy about Kansas City. So I,
1: that's, I have my ten and six, uh, right. and finishing second in the division. Oh, I, th- I think that's ludicrous. All right, get- Eric,
0: oh, I have this team at thirteen
2: and three. I went and yeah. over and over looking for losses for this team. I have them at first winning against the I Falcons. Can find you three more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you can, Kevin. No, I mean the Falcons game. They're playing the Falcons at home uh, in Pittsburgh. They have like five Sunday night games in a row. Basically, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, let's think, think about it this way too. If the Falcons struggle with their offense again this year, and they're playing outside on the road, that's it's crazy how the Pittsburgh Steelers could be 8-0 to start the season. I don't yeah. see that happening exactly, but it's possible. 13-3, and and I believe it, and I'm not happy about it. Well,
1: it's it. like Falcons, Saints. There's going to be some absolute, like, there's going to there be some pointsy games coming up.
0: The the real question for me is if, if Roethlisberger holds up, this team will be good. It, th- there's no doubt about it. The, the roster is pretty decent. The defense overachieved last year and added a really good piece in Edmonds. You mean
1: shockingly not White Landry Jones? Uh, you don't believe in him? No. No. I think Mason Rudolph's going to win the backup job, and I actually would trust him to go, like, two uh, and three in a five-game stretch.
0: Sure, yeah, but the, you don't want to have to do that. Like, that's well, no, that's not that's, where you want to live. That's why live. he's not the starter. Um,
1: but, yeah, so let's go
0: to the next team, the 9-7 and seven, last year, Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens added Crabtree, Sneed, and John Brown. They said, please give us all your wide receivers. Uh, they lost uh, Ryan Jensen, Mike Wallace, Jeremy Macklin, Danny Woodhead, Austin Howard. They drafted Lamar Jackson, Hayden Hurst, and Mark Andrews. Kevin, go ahead and start us out. How do you feel about the the
1: Baltimore Ravens? You know, I like a lot of what they did in the draft. Uh, Jordan lastly fell for questions about his uh, personality and off-the-field issues. Uh, Jaleel Scott is a guy who has a very specific skill set as a vertical body. Willie Sneed we've seen be effective. Michael Crabtree we know is a good possession receiver. Mark Andrews is a field-stretching tight end. Hayden Hurst is, like, 37 years old, but he is a guy who can step in and i think be a weapon right away i know lamar jackson's going to get some certain packages and i already like their defense quite a bit so the fact they didn't really add a whole lot on defense doesn't really concern me very much i mean they have brandon carr uh, marlon humphrey and jimmy smith to fight it out at corner that's if you don't believe him uh, maurice kennedy or anthony Averett stepping up so I like a lot of what they have going on. I think their defense is good and I think their offense should take a step up. And dare I say that Joe Flacco there's a good chance that you end up seeing him replaced by the end of the year. And I think that could be good for the team. Here's my
0: here's my um here's my Ravens prediction. You ready for this? is that like this team is going to start off not good because they have probably what I think is the least effective non-Bortles quarterback in the NFL as their starting quarterback. (laughs) Uh, He's not good. They blamed the wide receivers. It was not their fault. Um, I think that's just placing the blame in the wrong spot. They brought in five new wide receivers, uh, and I think that was a good move, but it's not going to be enough. The defense is good, but their pass rush is really Suggs-dependent, and Suggs has been injured. In recent seasons, I'm worried about him. I really like Charles Suggs if he stays healthy. Um, I'm really medium on the Ravens. Uh, this is a team they, they have the best safety pairing in the league, though. Weddle and Jefferson is an amazing safety pairing. It will make up for a lot of ills.
1: I also feel like they have um, a really, really beatable post-bye week schedule down the stretch. That's the, we're gonna get Dead there. Atlanta I, I, and the Clippers, but otherwise, when, I really like them. When we
0: go to the the predictions part, I'll talk. I'll talk about that. Eric, what do you uh, what do you think about
2: the Ravens? Here's my problem with the Ravens. Rewind to one year ago, this room was very excited for the Baltimore Ravens. If only Joe Flacco could play a little better, the Ravens were going to go far.
0: And, and they almost made it anyway,
2: yeah, even though he was horrible. Yeah. That's the thing. Is it's still Joe Flacco's a problem. And they're talking about using Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson, as a gadget quarterback. Uh, the the coach for uh, the Baltimore Ravens. The, the only Harbaugh that I like in the NFL, I'll say. Um, it seems like he's relegating Lamar Jackson to this, to not backup or quarterback in waiting, but to a gadget quarterback. And I think that's crap. He's going to come in and run specific plays. He might go out as wide receiver. I think the Ravens are screwing the pooch, uh, which is a a really stupid saying that I picked up this week. I apologize for that. But uh, I will say that, I still like this team to win a fair amount of games because of their schedule and the addition of the additional talent that they've added to this team. All right, what's your record for the Ravens, Eric? I have a ten and six, and I'm Ooh. I'm not happy about it because like I wasn't happy about the Steelers being thirteen and three because I don't want them to win, but I feel like the Ravens could be so much more. So ten and six is like
0: I don't know, it just seems right. Eric, already not Eric, Kevin, other Eric. Kevin, what's your record for the Ravens? Uh, I'm unfair. assuming you have them winning the division since Break you said wrist, that the Steelers away. weren't weren't winning the division. Uh,
1: no, I have the Browns winning. No, uh, I have <laughs> uh, Baltimore 10-6 winning it on tiebreakers. Okay, he lost. He's I, don't,
0: I don't think that's unfair. Here's my prediction for the Ravens: is that they I think they start good, they go, have
1: a really rough middle, and end good.
0: They go they go three and six in the first nine games. They get to their bye week, and the the team is is not in uh, great shape. They they decide, you know what? That now's the time we're going to go with Lamar Jackson. They finish five and two they play really good down the stretch they beat a bunch of teams that they probably should beat um they lose some real question marks at the beginning of the season because of flacco's questionable play i got him at eight and eight um i yeah i I just i don't have any faith in joe flacco i i think he's really really horrifically bad and i don't think they're going to put lamar jack they're not going to rush to put lamar jackson in which is what they should do but they're not going to do it because they're stupid (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) I don't know. I actually disagree strongly with the opinion that it's bad to set up a certain package for him, because I think what it allows you to do is they can basically test the waters with what happened for Deshaun Watson last year. Plus, Um, they can see how the team can run those types of plays. So when you have to switch over to Jackson due to injury or ineffectiveness by Flacco the team will already understand how to play to the way that Lamar Jackson is successful.
0: Plus, Kevin, I mean, they already have Robert Griffin third So if Jackson can't cut it, they still have that gadget quarterback on their <sighs> roster. All right. Um, we'll remain healthy. And 7 and 9, Bengals are the next team on our list. Uh, the Bengals added Chris Baker, Andre Smith, Preston Brown, Bobby Hart, and the legend, Matt Barkley. Uh, and Dr- Cordy Glenn in trade. Yeah, they got Cordy Glenn in a trade. We'll. Uh, Chris Smith, Pat Sims, AJ McCarron, Jeremy Hill, Pac-Man Jones. Those are the people they lost. They drafted Billy Price, Sam Humbert, and Jesse Bates. Speaking of alligator blood, we talked about it earlier this podcast. Our guy, our favorite coach, Marvin Lewis, back in the saddle again, everyone. One more season or more. (laughs) I don't know if how they ever get rid of him, actually. Marvin
2: Lewis is like a box of donuts because – Every time I see him I'm like just just one more just one more donut one just more one season. more year it's I you know you what I to
1: say that you'd smell
2: him I might as <laughs> <laughs> You know what I might as well just eat this whole Marvin Lewis it doesn't matter that's that's how I'm going with this joke Hey do you know who their offensive
0: coordinator is uh, <laughs> I Bill saw the name Lazor. It's Bill, it's Bill Lazor, bro
2: <laughs> Man, if ever there was a head coach named after a He-Man character William It would
0: be Lazor. Bill, Bill Lazor He was the OC for the Dolphins in 2014-2015 yes. Former Seahawks quarterback coach, too Yep um, that, Those
1: are facts I'm yep. going to have we to change my record for the Bengals He we went to
0: Cornell, so you know there's that Alright, let's uh let's do some Bengals predictions I Kevin. What? Kevin, I'm gonna talk to you first because uh, how do you feel about the Bengals draft? I actually really liked it. Did you did you think it was a good draft as well?
1: Uh there's a lot of things I have to like about the draft. Um, I thought Billy Price was an interesting pickup. I really like Sam Hubbard as a player. I think Jesse Bates is was probably the best uh like if you're gonna play like a single high safety set, I feel like he may have been the best free safety in the draft.
0: Yeah, I, I like this draft a lot too. I thought I like Sam Hubbard in the third round. I feel like it's just tremendous value. You know, they're getting a guy who legitimately could be a pretty good player in their system, and they got him super late.
1: Uh, Also, I understand the hype behind Mark Walton. I think he's interesting, and he has to recover from an injury. So you could kind of hide him behind Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard, and he's an interesting player to have in there, too. Yeah, There's a lot to like. Uh, Andrew Brown has really, really unique talent. Malik Jefferson is a guy who still is figuring out the position moving from like a rush end. Uh Darius Phillips has an interesting skill set. Do you think
0: they'll use Malik Jefferson like the same way we used uh they'll use him as a down lineman on some plays like or as a as I like would. A, yeah. as a
1: rush end on third down if it's a clear passing down?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would I would do the same thing. I agree with you completely. Um okay. Uh the so the Bengals I here's the thing for me. Is I just can't get over the fact that their quarterback is still Andy Dalton for some reason. This is like a thing. This is a theme for this division, which is just like the quarterbacking decisions that are being made in this division are just bewildering to me. I just don't get it. Um, I'm not really hundred percent sure what I'm supposed to think about this Bengals roster. It's not a lot better than last year. Most of the guys they added are are rookies or Cordy Glenn, who is good but has been hurt. So, I'm like
1: also he's he's a he's a hair above average. At left tackle.
0: Yeah, but like he's, he's missed, what, uh, 15, 16 games in the yeah. last two seasons? Like, that's just...
1: You could argue John Ross is basically a new player. Yeah. Because he was injured oh, all yeah. last year.
0: John Ross could be really good in this team. Uh, could add a lot. Andy Dalton is like a, like a floor-level quarterback, though. He, he doesn't add anything, but he also isn't taking a lot off the table. Yeah, you know? if the
1: blocking is good, then he can get the ball to open receivers. If the blocking is bad and the play calling is bad, he's bad.
2: Remember what we talked about last week with Ryan Tannehill? That's Andy Dalton, years of years of Tannehill. Like a guy who has been shaken up quite a bit who's had some good plays but ultimately isn't consistent.
0: Like, his best season is really good. If you go back and yeah. look at oh, his yeah. like best statistical season, it's like, wow, this is excellent. But, I mean, they just really struggled after they lost They lost a bunch of offensive linemen, linemen last year, and it showed. Their yeah. offensive line really struggled last year. And he and can't I, handle that pressure. I'm not sure Billy Price and Cordy Glenn are totally the answer. Billy Price maybe struggles to move to the NFL on this level. He seemed really good last year. The tape is nice. Um, but he's he's a true center I don't would never play him at guard
1: I agree but I also don't I still don't really trust Clint Bowling that much nope uh Jake Fisher I think it's solid at right tackle but not like the and, best player ever Cordy Glenn's
0: got to stay healthy if he doesn't mm-hmm. stay healthy this offensive line will fall apart yep because they have uh, no other options so you put
1: Bobby Hart there you're gonna move Fisher over and start hard at right tackle that's an ugly offensive line
0: I'm not a huge fan of this Bengals team team I am going to put them at five and 11. Eric. Do you, see, do you see better days ahead for the Bengals than I do? Uh,
2: here's the thing. I like how the Bengals drafted. I, I don't hate their roster. I don't like their culture. I actually hate their culture. I don't believe in their quarterback. I think this is a team that could stand to trade him away for something good, uh, get rid of Marvin Lewis, instill a new culture, rebuild this team in possibly a season, like have one bad season. I think they're they're that close to being on the rebound, back on the prowl, if you will. Because they're cats. Uh, no, that's a horse team, Kevin. We'll save that for the Broncos. Okay. But uh, I I have this as the reverse Ravens. They're gonna be six and ten. And they're probably going to beat the Steelers or they're going to get in a yeah. fight with the Steelers. You know, it's it's gonna be a typical year in the AFC South. Or I'm sorry, the AFC North. We could have said that at the beginning because as you said, you don't really like the quarterback decisions on in this division. That's why the
0: Steelers no right. are going to be number I, one. I gave the Bengals a random win against the Ravens. They always seem to pull out like a, yep. one or two of those games a season. And I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Steelers too, and I, the Steelers ended up ten and six, and the Bengals ended up six and ten. That would not stun me. at yeah, all. Yeah, there's always yep.
2: uh, you know the weird game that's going to happen, but also the weird thing that happens with the Bengals. It's two, and that's two wins. This yeah, roster is undeniably talented. Like when they lost
1: talented. to put uh, or when they freak won to put bo- uh, Buffalo in the playoffs last year. There you go. Uh, I have them at five and eleven. Also, I think they're going to be somewhere in that area. I just. I don't think they've done enough to reassemble the roster, and they're still hanging on to pieces that were cornerstone pieces six seasons ago, and that means they're old.
0: Yeah, they're they're just. I think that this team's best, day, this roster's best days are behind it for sure. And I mean, they I agree, haven't like, turned it over like quite what, enough. Like what Geno Atkins, Vontaze Burfict. Like I don't want these players on my team. They're just, they just pass. Uh, Charles card.
1: Johnson is still like one of the pass rushers they're relying on. Uh, Carlos Dunlap. Why'd you
0: remind me of that? It hurt so bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you expect Sam Hubbard's going to step up, but he's going to be ready season, up season one, day one. Or is he just going to be a contributor? All
0: right, let's go to a team whose roster I love. They added Mike, the Browns went 0 16. They dropped their year. entire roster. They added Michael Kendricks, Tyrod Taylor, new E.J. Gaines, T.J. Carey, Jarvis Landry, other guys I'm not even going to mention. They lost Zach Banner, Joe Thomas, Isaiah Crowell, Sammy Coates, Casey Williams, Joe Thomas, the GOAT. Uh, may he uh, have happier days. You know, second best off left tackle of all time.
1: The first left tackle in NFL history, according to that one caption that That's I always right. think of. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> they drafted Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield. Uh, they had a lot of early picks. They also got Austin Corbett. They also and, had a lot of picks in the middle. They uh, had a lot of late picks too. Yeah, they just had a million draft picks. Okay. Uh, so hey, let me t- let me talk about the Browns. Okay. First, I love this roster. They got wide receiver Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, Jarvis Landry. That is a great. Top three wide receivers. They got Antonio Callaway to try to develop another guy. A quarterback. They have Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield. At running back, they have Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson, who I think is the most underrated weapon in the entire NFL. And just got himself a nice deal their, that he earned. Their offensive line is not horrible. It's not great. Like I think losing losing um, Thomas is going to hurt more than they thought.
1: I do think uh, Austin Corbett was a really nice pickup, and I think Desmond Harrison could develop, right. but he's not going to be ready. Zeidler
0: still an awesome guard. Uh, yep. Okay, so then their their defense, they got Ogbun Miles, which is a terror to, to try to stop from pass rushing. They got Jamie Collins as their glue linebacker. They uh, they add Denzel Ward, EJ Gaines, and uh, – uh, sorry, TJ Carey in like a secondary makeover that I think is really going to work super good for them. Uh I like this team. I think this team has a good roster. There is one huge problem with this team. this team Go on. Uh, and it's this Jackson in the, in the coaching spot. <laughs> yeah. I hate Hugh Jackson so much. He is going to screw this up. This is a, a very well-constructed roster. The general manager of this team should be very proud of themselves. This team could have perhaps the greatest turnaround in NFL history and go like 8-8 eight and eight this year. But it's not going to happen because Hugh Jackson sucks. He sucks
1: so bad. And their but defense- he has Todd Haley, who also kind of sucks, yeah. and Greg Williams, who kind of sucks. Exactly. They don't even have a good
0: coordinators. In
1: the-
2: Tom Haley uh, is – Todd Haley, rather. He's the new coordinator also. This is oh, – this, this is, is a – A a recipe for almost winning games. Who
0: came into Pittsburgh and was like and like burned a million bridges. Like I just yeah, this is like this is going to end up horribly. And I feel bad for all these players because this roster is good enough. They just don't have the right leader. This is
1: a ten and six roster with a six and ten coach.
0: Yeah, and I have to actually have them even worse than that. I put them at four and twelve. I just don't think that I don't think that this, this roster has got good talent, but they're going to lose a lot of games they should win. What they're thing? they're going to go on the road to the Raiders in a completely winnable game and probably get blown out <laughs> because Hugh Jackson is woefully underprepared. You know, 4 just to, and 12 is admirable though coming off yeah, 0 sure. wins. And they improved by 4 games. That's
2: that's a crazy improvement. What this is
0: is this is a transition year for the Browns. The Browns I think the Browns brass Feels like they're one more season away. Like they weren't going to quite make they the this year. Give those keys to a new coach. So they're, what they want to do is they just want to. This is the last season where we're kind of suck. Like like the Sonics did with PJ Carlissimo. Oh, we're going to kind of suck, and then next year we get our real first coach. We're going to go get our Scotty Brooks, although Scott Brooks also is kind of garbage. But like they're going to go get their coach that they actually believe in. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So that's my feeling about the rounds. I think that this is a, a intentional hit job. They want to lose. They want to draft in the top ten again.
2: You know, y- you think they want to. Do you think they want to lose, or do you think they want to try and they tread want, water? That's they that's show, a really weird thing. They but. want to
0: show improvement, but like not too much improvement. Enough improvement that they can just be like Hugh Jackson, take a walk, bye bye, see you later. Here's our exciting new coach. It's Bill Cowher coming in, and like I, I'm, that's not my prediction for the Bill, the Browns is like ne- this time next year we're talking about one of these big names because this roster is loaded and they're gonna be able to keep it together too if the team's bad.
2: When well, they don't want to bring on a new coach now and have you know, crummy quarterback play. and, right. and the new the coach ben, comes in and Baker Mayfield's their quarterback. Exactly. And he's like like, the new, a year the new get coach seasoned. can come in and, and have a fresh quarterback or a quarterback who's just learned a little. If they lose, too, it's not going to be Tyrod Taylor's fault. That guy's a baller. Like, no, and they can I put Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor, Taylor in now, and he he could bring this team all of their wins. I have this team at 3-13 and 13 because I think improving by three wins is a big deal.
1: I am the Browns truther in the room. Uh, I really like Baker Mayfield. And Tyrod Taylor. I think both of them are a considerable upgrade over Kaiser. Uh, I love their backfield. I love their receiver talent. Uh, Nathan, you talked about Antonio Callaway as a project, which all rookie wide receivers are projects. Right. But I think Antonio Callaway was probably talent-wise a top five wide receiver in this draft. It was for pure character reasons that he wasn't there. Right. They
0: brought him into like, like, hey, we're going to fix this guy's, get his head on and straight. he could
1: be real good. And they I got have Jeff, Jeff Janis,
0: Kevin. Jeff Janis.
1: I have them at either 5-11 and 11 or 6-10. and 10. It depends on if they can steal a game from Pittsburgh. Ooh, I uh, don't get at it. At the beginning of the year, especially if Bell I mean, is holding
0: out. They play the NFC South, so like, I could totally see them like you know splitting that division or losing all four of the games because yep. Hugh Jackson sucks so much.
1: So, I have them 5 and 11 or 6 and 10, which is a drastic improvement. If they had a decent coach, I'd have them hovering around 8, eight.
0: Yeah, Kevin says I, they're going to shock the world. If they hire Jeff Fisher, I'd
1: put them at 7
0: and 9 right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff Fisher sucks 2 and 14. Jeff Fisher sucks, but you know, he he does a thing. He does it Seven and nine bullshit. He does it It would very... Be, Jeff Fisher is well, very good he at... just made me depressed again. He's
2: very good at getting the training wheels off and giving you a push.
0: Any revisions? Uh, Nobody it, runs any, in a pointless <laughs> circle like the Jeff <laughs> Fisher. Did it's anybody funny. else make uh, AFC East revisions like I did, or did you guys kind of leave it alone? Oh, I put them at two and 14. Yeah, you dropped the bills as I well. I dropped
1: the bills uh, two games from four and 14. I'm not making to, no, any revisions. I dropped them one.
2: Even though I did find out... Uh, this is probably off-the-air pod, off podcast talk, but Kevin, remember how you made... Your own account to keep the picks. Uh-huh. I, I found out I just did the picks on my phone. I close it; it reloads every time with the same picks. It does, but it I did it on my computer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. got to do it same device exactly. Do I know? I'm not doing any revisions. I'm sticking to this so I can look
0: like an idiot. Or a genius at the end of the season. All right, sweet. Uh, so just to recap, uh, we all have the Steelers in the playoffs. Kevin has the Ravens eking out a uh, division victory with the Steelers as they wild card, And I think me and Eric both clear, cleanly have the other teams out of the playoffs. Would, Eric, did you have we the Ravens at 9-7? and seven. Did you have them sneaking in or not?
2: I have them at 10-6, and, and they do sneak in. Oh, they do sneak in. So yeah, Eric they has the uh, Ravens. Oh,
0: no, no, no. Playoffs. I'm sorry. They're 7th. They're the 7th seed. Oh, yeah, seven they, so seed. they lose on a tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that, as they say... Is that uh, if you have your thoughts on the AFC North, if you think we are way off, if you're a Browns, if you want to get on the Browns bandwagon with Hugh Jackson and the boys, send us a tweet, uh, send us an email, send us a Facebook message. We're sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boo. Uh, let's head over to the. Speaking of uh, plugs, let's head over to the money zone. Um. If you want to support the Seahawks Nest podcast, it's easy to do so. All you have to do is head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. And for as little as $1 a month, you can show us how much you like listening to the Seahawks Nest podcast. Right now we're at 18 patrons. And if I can just click on this stupid thing, I can name them. But, uh, yeah, we have all kinds of rewards on here. Forrest is gonna send us a movie we have to watch before, for the opening week of the season. Yeah. Please don't forget. Uh, if you if you remembers to, because to do so. we are
1: both dreading and extremely excited. Yeah,
0: I'm I, ho- I'm I, I'm praying for the cube because I've already seen it and I want to watch it again and really analyze it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna
2: say don't don't just go with a, a mainstream movie that just came out because yeah, give us something fun. Yeah, give us something fun, but not too. We're weird. almost to
0: the point where I'm not gonna read everyone's name anymore. That's how many names are on this list. Just so you know, uh, Who's pe- new? people who are at the bottom, but um. William, So, uh, Forrest, Lucas, Carrie, Mike, David, Mirza, Keith, Arthur, Frank, Tom, Michelle, Josh, Brett, Augustine, William Russell, Kevin, Cody, and Kimberly. Thank you for your support. It means a lot to us. You guys are the reason that we keep going even when it's 82 degrees in this office. Probably more, actually. It's so hot. Yeah. It's so hot in this office. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, let's it's say you're... It's so warm, we actually kicked Eric out of let's the say room you're to broke. save on healing. Let's say you're broke. You're a teacher like me and Kevin, and you're looking forward to summer starting in one day, and you realize that, hey, why is Washington still in school anyway? And you're like, oh, well, I can do something with my extra time. I'll go follow the Seahawks Nest on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes. I'll go follow them on Facebook, Twitter, facebook.com slash Seahawks Nest, or the Seahawks Nest, twitter.com slash Seahawks Nest, five stars on whatever your favorite podcast app is. That is all I have to say about that. Um, Do you guys got any uh, plugs or or goodies?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm... uh the Fezzig on Reddit for all of our Reddit Seahawks fans. Oh, yeah. And so i uh, love to interact on there if you see me post. Or if you are curious, call me out on a thread if you want me to make a comment on there. Drop some of our analysis. Yeah, I'm you, Mr. Nate. I, I comment sometimes.
0: Uh, usually I just get mad, though, because... Um, People Good like analysis gets downvoted, yeah, right. No, no, no. I get uh, I get tons of upvotes every time I post something, I get like 20 or something. But then there's like a dumb post with like 55 upvotes, and then it's just like, yeah, I agree with this article, and then it's like 55 upvotes. And I'm just like, what is th-
1: <laughs> I, you I just get on there and do first post? Every time.
0: I, I spent all this work, and this person just got in here first with something stupid. And yeah, now RC they-
1: Hawks up your game.
0: No, I, I just I, no, I'm gonna call them out. Uh, my last post though, 33 upvotes. The terms of this Brian and Marshall contract are so team friendly. Anyone against it can't possibly be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious. That 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 contract is so team friendly. All right, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and head into the movie club. We have a million years for this movie club, guys. We went fast through the AFC North, uh, and that
1: I could do more Chris Berman impressions. That Kevin is time. ready. No, we're gonna go. We're just gonna we go. We can sh- go back back, 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 back to the analysis.
2: We are just Chris Berman. Poor body Nathan. Engaged. Nathan lost the room before he even started.
0: No, oh, I just don't. <laughs> uh, Kevin is losing his mind. Quick, Nathan, talk, go. I don't know what to do now. Like Kevin, just Kevin's Chris Berman impression just like put me into a stupor. It was like a. Have you ever been hypnotized <laughs> yeah, by yeah. a? Uh, by by a, by, a hypnotizer. by a hypnotizer. Well, that's by what Kevin. That's what Kevin guy. just did for me. Okay, so we're gonna talk about a movie that came out in 2011 that I thought should have won Best Picture. It stars the star of Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, in the theater near you, July 22nd, June 22nd. Gosh, I can't even do the plug right. Yeah, Jurassic World sent me f- uh, five Stanley nickels for for, <laughs> for for doing that. Uh, so. Uh, no, but uh, Chris Pratt stars in this movie. It's 2011's Moneyball, and uh, I just really uh, wanted to dig into Moneyball. Why I think it's like such a great film. Totally and, forgot um, he was in this movie, what, by the way. And what? Oh, you forgot he was in Moneyball. You were, you were like <laughs> he was he's starring, like,
2: starring the guy he's, who was in this uh, movie that showed well, not the best the f- picture. He's and like the like, like, fourth
0: star in this movie.
2: so I was like. So Chris Pratt is was Goldblum in a movie in twenty eleven that I don't remember.
1: Uh, he's getting listed under Jonah Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Robin Wright, and Brad Pitt. Wow, getting fifth billing according oh, to IMDb
0: on um, on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia, he has. Well, oh, that's because he plays Scott Hatterberg. Anyway, yeah. continue. Rob, he is below Robin Wright though. Robin White, Robin Wright is uh is Billy's Billy Bean's ex wife. Brad Pitt plays Billy Bean in the story of the Oakland A's. Uh, it's based on the book Moneyball, The Art of Winning an Unfair Game by Michael Lewis. Does anyone want to do a Moneyball rundown, or do you guys want me to do it? Uh, um, just talk about yeah, yeah, you you know, the movie or what Moneyball what is? What Moneyball is. I'll talk about it. Okay, go ahead. So
1: Moneyball is about finding market inefficiencies. So what you're looking at is, what does the league currently value? Or you're looking... It's almost like an economics thing. You're looking for an undervalued commodity. So in the case of the 1990s A's, it was... It's the early... Speed, it's the, it's the early 2000s. 2000s. Well, in the late 90s was when they were late uh, 90s is when they started starting it, right? to build it. So they have and, all these because baseball, you have to build like five And I'm going to name
0: early. some names here so that Kevin can can bounce off these. So they had these four stars kind of go are they Hata? actually three really Jason Jada, Johnny, Johnny Damon, yep. uh, Jason Giambi and Jason Isringhausen. These kind of three stars. They're about to lose in the free agency. Oakland is too small. They can't keep they can't keep these players. They've developed them. They can't keep them. So what do they do, Kevin?
1: So what they look at is how do you trade them? For the most value. So, for instance, young pitchers are great value in baseball because quality starting pitching is expensive and pitching is uh, unreliable. It's hard to have young players get to the league and be effective as you think they would be. Uh, Also, defense and um, team speed were undervalued. Everyone wanted the long ball. It was all about guys who will jack out some big home runs. And so they were looking at... uh, the run differential and how to bring down points by having defensive efficiency.
0: Right. So the so here's here's what the here's what they do is that he, is Billy Bean meets this guy, Paul de Podesta. This is a tie-in back to what we were talking about. To the Browns Paul de Podesta is the guy who has put this Browns roster together. Um, he meets Paul de Podesta and he's, uh, he's he's from I think he went to Yale did he go to Yale Kevin uh, I don't have that on my he's, head he's mm-hmm. a, no he's Harvard sorry okay. he went to Harvard um, funny Paul de Podesta fact you ready for this he refused to let them use his name in the movie because he was going to be played by Jonah Hill And he said, that guy's fat I don't want him to play me in a movie. Wow. Isn't that kind of messed up? That's pretty crummy. Okay, so they had to change the name to Peter Brand. So so they changed his name to Peter Brand and they made him from Yale instead of Harvard in the movie. Oh, that's a dig. Um, I like that. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, So anyway, Brand has this idea of assessing player value. Um, And he says, look, certain things are valued. Everything's worth like a certain amount of wins, right? And
1: this is based on Bill James.
0: So, So what we need to do is we need to find guys who are not getting paid but are still providing value in ways that people don't expect. And the thing that he, the really big thing that they select is, is walks. Yeah. Walks is the big the big revolutionary thing. Is they decide and guys OPS, who... On base percentage. Walks, walks are super good. That's what they decide.
1: Uh, Can I have a second bit in here too? Yeah. Because there's a secondary tie-in. So those of you who really like taking the statistical deep dives with Nathan and I, talking about DVOA... Uh, in football. That was really inspired by a guy named Bill James, who started doing a lot of the deep diving uh, analytics in baseball in the late 80s and came up with uh, War, which is... Uh, uh, his big one wins was, was VORP. Above. Yeah. VORP and
0: WAR were like the two big ones, but I remember... Wins Vorp, above replacement. VORP yeah. was bigger back at this time, value over replacement player. Right. Um, which... Now war has kind of taken over. war has kind
1: of taken over. Yeah. And, but either way, what you're talking about is this is what DePodesta was bringing to a front office, was the next evolution of what Bill James had.
0: So there's a cool scene in this movie where like they got all these scouts in the room, and then the scout says something like, I don't like the way the guy uh, – or the guy doesn't have a hot girlfriend or something, so he's not good. Yeah, and, and, and they just like and Billy Bean just decides to disregard this, and he says, "I'm going to look at the stats," you know, and it, it really goes against. And he's he's, gonna, he's constantly battling with his manager, who in the movie is uh, um, Brent Brent Jennings. It's Philip uh, it's, Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Art Howe, right? Brent Jennings yeah, plays Art Ron Hall. Washington, who's like the bench coach. Yep. Uh, so then, um, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman's like, "I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do these things you're telling me to do." But he Bean ends up kind of winning the battle by forcing his hand. He sends players that that, <laughs> that art how like to play down to the minors and like does all this. Yeah, he creates
1: the only players that he can play are those players basically. Yeah. And
2: those uh those scouts in that room and that scene, uh, actual baseball scouts, not all of them, but I know a few of them are. Or former scouts. The, yeah.
0: the head scout that he argues with is a former head scout. Then uh yeah, I just I think that the, the first of all, they turned something that should have been very boring. Uh, into a very entertaining movie. Yeah, it was like draft day. Um, Aaron Sorkin did a great job with the screenplay. I think that like this should be a boring movie because it's really about like statistics and like uh, it's about nerdy. It's nerdy. It's a nerdy. It's it's just a nerdy really premise. nerding out. But they really made their scenes that are really funny in this movie. Uh, all the Hatterberg scenes are really great because he's he's a, like a failed catcher uh, that's always he getting not a, hey
1: hey hey. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go to bat because I love catchers. Scott Hattaberg was a just fine catcher.
0: At this point in his career with well, knee he was injuries, on the though. Of his career yeah. like knee injuries. he was he was he was now a like a failed catcher at this point in his career he, he had really slid off the deep end he uh, was oh, he was his, a backup catcher he was 30 his 2001 season is horrible by the way like I just looked it up and yeah he just he had, he had not he was not good anymore but they decide well he does some things we like he walks and he can hit a few home runs we're gonna play him at first base instead. And like everyone's just like, no, we're not doing that. His nope.
2: reaction is similar too. Like he says, "So you want me to play first base?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great scene in the movie. Uh, don't forget, you're forgetting part of the magic of this movie. You're saying it's a nerd movie. It's you know got a lot of great statistics and a lot of great acting. This is a all of this wrapped up into the bundle of what usually means kind of like Kevin's heist movie. For me, a baseball movie. If it's a baseball movie, it's immediately two stars up. So if it's uh, the pitcher and the pinup, a zero. That's a two for me.
1: I think you would also agree that the best baseball movies are movies with baseball, not movies about baseball. Correct. The, another thing too is they got a
0: lot of real baseball players to be in this movie. Like the guy who plays David Justice, which is a pretty like central role in the movie, because they get like aging aging David Justice. Yes, to yes. play for them, and it's Stephen Bishop, a real baseball player. Uh, Miguel Tejada was played by Royce Clayton. Which is kind of a cool. Uh, that is awesome. Awesome fact at, for this movie.
1: Royce Clayton, good uh, defensive shortstop.
0: Yeah, Miguel Tejada, really good baseball player. Let yes. me just throw that out there. I really, la- I thought he was he was great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's a there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this. What can I
2: can I give you really weird Royce Clayton trivia? Sure, go for it. Okay, this is off the wall, but I told you how much can I love something baseball about movies. His empty frame glasses. No, in the uh, movie about baseball or about uh, a comeback story wrapped around wrapped in this baseball enchilada. Is uh, Disney's *The Rookie* starring Dennis Quaid, and in real life, Dennis Quaid, uh, when he his character when he came in, he did not strike out the side. He threw two strikes and then got Royce Clayton to pop up. So the actor playing Royce Clayton in that movie could not pop the ball up, so they filmed <laughs> a strikeout instead. There's your, weird, there's your weird trivia. That's super. I may funny. have I may have something a little off
0: on that, but that's more or less the gist. That is really funny. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of the the biggest uh, knock people have on this movie is the way that Art Howe was uh, portrayed. I know Art um, Howe had a knock on it, and a, I the, didn't. I we never argued. A that lot much. of the players, a lot of the players, um, say, have said like Howe was a uh, really supportive of the players, even if he disagreed with Bean, and that none of the none of the disagreements were directed at the players. And I think maybe Howe felt in the movie like he looked like he was not. You know, he wasn't supporting his guys or whatever.
1: There was some extra movie drama around, like, trying to really make it so it was uh, the coach against the front office and the coach being the resistance to change. Well, they wanted Brad Pitt to be the hero, for sure. Well, they also had Art Howe kind of play the role of uh, baseball tradition. Baseball is a heavy traditionalist sport, and they had his character personify that. And so he was carrying a lot of weight.
2: And it makes sense, you know, no one who... If you're the villain or not, you don't want to be portrayed as a villain in a movie, and, and he was. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman is really good, kind of making Art House seem like an asshole.
1: Well, and that's, that's always a risk that you take when you take when you take a contemporary thing and film it.
0: Okay, uh, Brad Pitt's really great in this movie. He's constantly eating, uh, which I think is really funny. <laughs> He's a little uh, too handsome. He, he does a good job of, like, portraying the Billy Bean. I like the scene at the end where the, the Red Sox go to hire him and instead end up hiring, like, Someone else who is uh, similar, like a similar Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein, who has a similar philosophy to him. And Epstein, you know, takes the same rules but applies about a billion more dollars to it. And then the Red Sox win a World Series, Yep, uh, which I think is a cool thing. Right. Theo Epstein did one thing that was really different. Sorry
2: to just kind of go no. with this because you know me, I love baseball history. Uh, he, he knew that people overvalued tradition in the sense of like players they love. So he'd be like, we're paying Nomar Garcia Garciaparra so much money, and fans love to yell, Nomar. But if we get rid of Nomar, look what we can replace him with. He did that. The people hated him. Now they love him, even yeah. though he's with the Chicago Cubs. Patrick
1: go cycles Na- go Nathan. Go Nathan. All right.
0: Eric, I'm just going to recap the 2012 Academy Awards, 84th Academy Awards. I'm just going to name the movies. Time to get angry. Uh, I'm going to tell you if you agree with me that this movie should have been uh, best picture okay, okay. you ready it was nominated okay. okay here we go warhouse war horse sorry the tree of life Moneyball, midnight in paris hugo the help extremely loud and incredibly close the descendants and your winner the artist
2: okay i wanted to see the artist i did not uh the descendants uh that was a solid movie i thought the help may have won i did not watch that hugo great movie Strictly in there because it's Spielberg, because it's, it's a, Scorsese. I'm but sorry, yeah, that's same, I, You're right. You're that's right. That's what I mean. Hugo is a really good movie. Hugo is a really good it's movie, a great kids movie. But it was also just in there as a well, Scorsese. Let's do it. Um, like, am I
0: rooting for this movie just because I think it's like a great sports film, great underrated sports film, or did it deserve more, uh, more? Let's because oh, the Help was really good too. The Help I, is a great movie. I will say this though, Honestly,
2: Help, the Help
1: did didn't win. The Help,
2: the Help didn't win. Let's do a quick Seahawks nest rundown of The Artist. What did you guys think of this movie? Because I never saw it. And I know it was a silent movie, and I feel like that gimmick took this far. Also, was it about World War II? It's,
0: um, did it take place during World War II? People, okay. Let's let me say this: jean Dujardin is awesome in this movie, and I think that really carried it like super, super far. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah but it's like, an like,
1: individual award it, applied to a whole movie. It's like an
0: it's like he had this awesome individual performance, and then he. I think it carries the movie to like new heights and then the it's such an it's such a movie that Academy Awards just voters would best like best actor.
1: That's the problem I have with that. He album. did get best actor. I know, but th- that doesn't oh, really It should uh, have Nate, uh, well, Kevin's have saying it should have ended there. Like that is that is your best picture. Maybe, that is the best picture. When for you win best, best actor,
0: actor and best director like the best picture is coming. I um, feel like
2: there's one thing the Oscars do really badly and that's they award movies awards Oscars that didn't make a lot of money they're like oh no one saw this and it's so good and i'm like i get it but there's
0: a reason why i didn't make a I mean, bunch the of artists made 133 million dollars it's not like, after it's not after it's buzz i
1: like hugo uh the help and Moneyball more and it, i would be more i'd be happier about any of those three winning i feel like I extremely feel like, loud I and feel incredibly like close artist, is a solid movie too yeah but i don't like it as much
2: how, how rewatchable it? is it nathan the artist it, or no, ball? no. Uh, the you loud, incredibly, the yeah. Uh, the movie about 9/11. No,
0: not, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hey, wait a minute though So you're going to not give one to Schindler's List Because no one wants to watch that twice No, but, but it is but rewatchable because
2: Eric, you've seen the, the Descendants, cinematography. right? I can,
0: I, yeah. I'm pretty sure Kevin hasn't Would you, I think that's a really good movie I just hate Alexander Payne So I never want him to win I like always actively root against him <laughs> I I've can heard, see that, I just yeah. heard so many stories about him being just like a horrible person Yeah,
2: it's no, that's a good movie and that's <laughs> That movie's good though That's like the five year wheelhouse Not that it's stopped or anything But where Clooney was just like oh, I don't want to see this Clooney movie It doesn't interest me And then you watch it and you're like Oh, it's so good!
1: I don't know, man. Uh, so I guess here is my thing with Moneyball. It's not like Crash won over it. I feel like there is an argument to be made. The that's only a good thing point, is Kevin. again, the artist is the exact kind of movie that wins the Academy Award, and I was like, oh, oh, that's such an awards movie, and where every and everyone else is like, man, this kind of smell your own farts crap is exactly why I don't watch awards. That's skate. why
2: everyone thought that. Uh, what was that movie that you liked, uh, Nathan? This that came out this year it was nominated. It was a musical with Go- Gooseling.
1: Lala La Land. Oh, La La Land! La La Land. Everyone thought Lala La La Land was going to win
2: that, win the, win like all the Oscars. Awesome, just run, it, it, train on the Oscars. It did win a lot of awards, yeah. but it did not win the top. Nope.
1: And I've seen the movie that won, and it was a movie we we're seeing once, and I I can see why it won, but again, I will never watch that movie again. What was it? it was Moonlight?
0: Okay. All right. So here's here's my um, here's my thing. Kevin, I am you've been looking for an opportunity to talk about something like this. So here we go. We're going to go back into NFL talk. We're going to use Moneyball as the leaping point, though. What is the Moneyball thing in the NFL right now? What's the thing that teams are not valuing that they should be valuing or they're undervaluing and you can actually extract extra value there?
1: Eric, do you want to start this one or you want me to? Uh, you know, he
0: fired it to you, but I can, I can
2: come up with an Hit answer it. if Hit you it. stall just a, a tad. Okay, I'll say this. Uh, Kevin, you can correct me or add to it if you think if you if you like what I'm about to say. I feel like this year, Moneyball is almost happening with the running back market because look at all these solid running backs. Good, good start. I the, yeah, the solid running backs that are still out there. Uh, we this this podcast got a little upset at our own Seahawks for not getting Carlos Hyde or just letting him go somewhere else. Jeremy Hill is just recently employed. Uh, I feel like that's not exactly answering your question, but that is a point. Where the NFL, the the zeitgeist of the uh, the general managers has kind of made it, uh, a an intentional undervalue that is paying off for all the teams that got new running backs.
1: Okay, I feel like right now what they want you to think is interior pass rush, but the thing is interior pass rushers are getting paid. So you the really where that hits the market is talking about like a, um, a rookie contract value so i feel like the true market inefficiency is in the slightly above average second contract i feel like the slightly above average player on their second contract is devalued this is how we got brad mcdougald for nothing Man, if you look there's a lot of players that are like just above average really good hole fillers on a defense that you can sign for like Three to five million a year that are just going to play a tick worse than a guy who's making twelve.
0: Dude, you're you're so close to my uh to my thing, Kevin. You you gave a hint, and my thing is that right now I think the value of of the like uh, slightly above average safety is is absurdly low. I feel like linebacker is the same uh, story though. Uh, linebacker the the slightly above average linebacker is also right there too. But like the. Some of the free agents that are kicking it around on at safety right now that are just UFA. Oh, um,
1: Boston Reed. Uh, there's
0: here. Let me let me look at let me uh, pull up this list. But there are just so many safeties that I feel like are are actually really good that are just like kicking around. Like you can go, you could just go get like T J Ward or like. Um, Kenny Vaccaro, Eric Reid, Trey Boston, Jarius Bird. Like, these are all useful NFL players that are making, like, zero dollars. Then they're, that's not even including the, some of the guys who signed. Like, you got, like, De- Reggie Nelson and Deshaun said signing for, like, three million dollars. Rafael Bush signing for three and a half. Like, these are good to uh, above average. Tyron Matthew got seven million dollars for this year. Like, that's a player that, when he's healthy, is among the best, right? Yeah. So... You can, I think the market for safeties is incredibly depressed. There's a market inefficiency there. If you build from the back, if you build through safeties, everyone's just obsessed right now with pass rush and passing.
1: See, and now here's where I would argue in. You look at uh Isaiah Crowell. That second contract. You look at a lot of these running backs. Carlos Hyde. second contract value. I uh, Marvin uh Marvin Jones on his second contract is absolutely killing it for Detroit. Uh you look at some of the value that's being got at pass catcher. If you are a corner that maybe doesn't get picks but plays pretty well, you're making half as much as a tier one cornerback, but you're giving like, you know, three, three, four, seven eighths of the value.
0: All right. Seahawks fans, what do you think the next money ball thing is in the NFL? Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, comment on the SoundCloud, whatever you want to do. I'm your, I'm your host, Nathan Sano. Join with Kevin and Eric. We'll see you next week. Go Hawks!
1: My friends with me But well, I got nothing but a little song A little tune to play To make the guitar drum